Thank you for joining us at Praise Chapel Paramount. We hope you enjoyed this message from our midweek service with Pastor Angel Flores. Also, we'd love to hear what God has done in your life. To share your story, email us at info at pcparamount.org. Again, we hope you enjoy this message. Come on. Man, that's what, that's what you get when you marry a preacher's daughter right there. She just always want to preach. Amen. Amen. Will you stand to your feet with me all across this place? Man, it's, uh, it's always, always a very humbling um, experience um, coming home because this is my home still, man. It, it no matter how far we go. Uh, Texas is is where we reside, but this is home. When we come back here, I see family, I see friends, I see, I see people that we just went to battle with, man. And, uh, you know, it feels like you, you're, you're gone. We've been gone for nine years now. We got sent out in 2010. Uh, but every time we come back, it feels like you pick up right where you left off. And every time I come back, you guys, like, grow because you're having kids left and right. Come on. Somebody was like, well, you showed us how to have four kids. Amen. Amen. But uh, I'm just so honored to be here uh, with you guys. And so can we just pray and allow God to move and uh, just allow God to speak in our hearts um, tonight? Can we do that? Let's pray together. Father, we love you, Lord, tonight. And God, we are just so humbled to be in your presence here today. Father, I pray right now that you would just open up the hearts of your people. I pray, Lord, for every individual here that they would remove every mask and be open and vulnerable to your spirit in this place tonight. Father, we love you. We celebrate Jesus here today. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen and amen. Give the Lord a, give the, give the Lord a hand. Give your neighbor a high five. Amen. You can have a seat with me. Amen. And we are just um, having a great time. In yes, Pflugerville, uh, we are in the Austin in the Austin area, right outside of the kind of Austin city limits there. And uh, my family, uh, we moved there um, three years ago. Launched the church in 2016. It's about a little um, older, uh, about two and a half years old. Uh, we've got into our own building um, a couple months ago, back in uh, July of 2018. And we've been working on it. Um, and this past Easter, I know it was Easter, but we were completely maxed out. Every chair we had there was used. And uh, we may have to go to two services. I don't want to. I'm fighting it. Pastor Mike's like, you got to do it, bro. You got to do it. I'm like, no, I don't. Amen. We'll stack people up before. Pastor, like Pastor Omar said, put Velcro on the walls. I, and now I know what he's talking about. Yes, Velcro people. Good idea. Uh, but we're having a great time. Amen. We have our four kids, uh, Miles, Jordan, Kyla, and Brooklyn. They're all doing great. Amen. And uh, they're all teenagers now. Um, but uh, just keep us in your prayers, man, and just keep rooting us on. Uh, but it is good. We are excited for this next weekend to just really receive um, at this pastor's retreat. Um, and I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure all these other pastors are ready to go and, and receive. We're going to have a great time. Amen. But, this, but tonight, I do want to share, minister a little bit. Amen. If you have your Bibles, you can turn with me to Exodus chapter 23, verse number 20. And uh, I promise I'm not going to be long because I'm starving. Amen. 
I'm tired and hungry. Anybody ever been tired and hungry at the same time? That's me right now. Amen. So I'm ready for the hat. Amen. Chili cheese fries. Come on. Y'all with me? Let's do it. Amen. It's going to be a quick message. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Get the clock started. Come on, man. Speed it up. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 23, verse 20. And give you a little bit of context here. Uh, God's uh, really laying out the, the plan uh, for the children of Israel. Uh, they're in the, in the wilderness here, and God's kind of laying out the plan that he has for them um, to kind of lead them into the promised land and all the, the wonderful things that he has in store for his people. Because I'm going to know um, God has great desires and plans for our life. Come on. Uh, you know, I, I love coming back because I love seeing a lot. I see so many new faces every time I come back. And it's a beautiful thing. Uh, but I also see some people, man, that have just pillars in the church that have been here, uh, just grinding. Amen. That's always a blessing to see. But doesn't matter who you are um, here tonight, the reality of it is, is that you are in a, you, you belong to a church that believes that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. That's really the culture of, of who this church is. It's the culture of reclaimed church is that every individual, young and old, no matter who they are, all the way from the, the bratty kids in the children's church, we believe God has a plan and a purpose for their lives. And we believe that. We believe that God, when we give our life to the Lord, that when we follow after the Lord, when we uh, surrender our lives to him, that he begins to, to lay it out for us, and he has plans, and he has a purpose, and he has blessings, and he has a great desire to see great things come out of your life. And we believe that for every individual. And here's God giving a... Uh, uh, He's really laying it out to the children of Israel and really helping them see that God has got them. That God has a plan for them. That God has um, already prepared a destiny for them. And so in Exodus chapter 23, um, verse 20, the Bible says this. And this is the Lord. He spoke to Moses and said, see, as I spill water, amen, all over my shirt. Amen, I got to hold my lip. Amen. See, I'm sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to a place I have prepared. Pay attention. Turn your neighbor say, pay attention. <laughs> to him and listen to what he says. Do not rebel against him. He will, he will not forgive your rebellion since my name is in him. If you listen carefully to what he says and do all that I say, I will be an enemy to your enemies and will oppose those who oppose you. My angel will go ahead of you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, Hittites, uh, Parasites, Canaanites, Hivites, and Jebusites, and I will wipe them out. Do not bow down before their gods or worship them or follow their practices. You must demolish them and break their sacred stones to pieces. Worship the Lord your God and his blessings will be on your food and water. Praise the Lord for that. Amen. And I will take away the sickness from among you, and none will miscarry or barren, be barren in your land, and I will give you a full life span. And I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion every nation you encounter, and I will make all your enemies turn their backs and run, and I will send the hornet ahead of you to drive the Hivites, Canaanites, and Hittites out of your way. Verse 29. But I will not drive them out in a single year 
because the land would become desolate and the wild animals too numerous for you. Little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. And so here, God's kind of laying it out to the children of Israel and letting them know that he's got promises for them, that he's got a plan for them, that he has a deep desire. He rescued them out of Egypt, and he's got a great desire to see them live a fruitful and prosperous life. And we see that God is even going before them, that God's laying it out, that they're going to be a blessed people, that as long as they obey the commands of the Lord, as long as they, they stay connected to God and follow his ways, that, that the Lord is going to pour his blessing upon his people. You see, here is the beautiful thing today for every single individual in this place. Doesn't matter how long you've been saved, doesn't matter where you come from, doesn't matter how old or young you are. The reality of it is, is that God has a beautiful plan for your life. I'm afraid I'm going to hit these lights. Will I? Has somebody done that before? Hey, they have. Praise the Lord. Let me back up a little bit. Amen. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. You know, Easter, I'm sure, uh, man, is, it's, a, it's a wonderful day of celebration. Many people come and give their lives to the Lord. And one of the great things we tell um, those that give their lives to the Lord is we always instill into them, listen, God has a great thing in store for your life. That God has a great desire to bless you and do miraculous things in you. We, we speak that over every individual. You know, at Reclaim Church, we say, listen, uh, our, 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 our purpose here and um, our calling here really is to, to reach, restore, and, and release. It's wind built sand just with ours. Same thing. Amen. Whatever. But we really believe that. We really believe that God has a desire to restore people, to restore, their, restore them in right standings with the Father, to, to mend relationships that were broken, to mend the relationship between man and God, and then also to release. You see, we believe that God has a specific plan and desire to use every individual in, in their, and give them and have them operate in their God-given purpose. We believe that. It's an amazing thing when you give your life to the Lord is that something begins to be birthed. Life begins to flourish from you. Remember what it was like when you gave your life to the Lord. I mean, you, you couldn't even talk to your spouse without, you know, cussing at them. You couldn't even talk to your kids without threatening them with the belt every five seconds. I mean, we still do that. Amen. That don't change. Amen. I'm waiting for them to get saved. Come on. Amen. Did you, did you not see their names on the prayer? They said, Pastor, what do you want to pray for? I said, pray for Miles, Jordan, Brooklyn, and Kayla. Amen. Praying they get saved. Amen. Now they love the Lord. Amen. But our life begins to flourish. Our life begins to grow in the Lord. Psalms chapter 1 verse 2 and 3 says, but, who, but, but whose delights in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night, the person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in, in its season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. You see, I want you to, to know something tonight 
is that God has a deep desire to bless your life. God has a deep desire to watch your life flourish and prosper. But here's, here's, here's the thing behind that is that we believe that God has blessings for our lives, but the timing of that belongs to the Lord. You see, we, we believe that God has a desire to bless our life, to, to bring about promises that he's placed in us, but the reality of it is, is that it comes in due season. You see, we see that in verse number 30, the Bible says that the Lord, he, I, love how, I love how God gives them all of the promises. And he's like, man, you're going to have kids. You're going to eat good. I'm going to bless your food. You're going to have barbecue, some tacos. I mean, that's why we really love coming. We love our family, but we really come back for the food. I'm just saying. <laughs> Whew. But I, but I love what he says after he, he lays out and he says, I'm going to give you this. I'm going to bless you. Stick, stick by me and I got you. But, he, but I love what he says in verse number 30. And it's really the, the crux of my message today. He says, little by little, I will drive them out before you until you have increased enough to take possession of the land. You see, what God was telling them is that like, I'm going to bless you. Man, I'm going I'm to grow you guys' influence. Man, I'm going I'm to make you a prosperous people. That I've got great plans and i got a great, I got great desires for your life. But the reality of it is God is going to do it gradually. Why? Why, why, does not, why doesn't God just completely, I mean, we've seen him do it with, with Egypt. We saw him completely destroy an entire army in one moment. Why not do the same thing? I mean, why not just have the children of Israel walk up to, 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 to the land of Canaan and, and all their enemies just completely disperse and allow them to come in and take over the land? Why not in just one moment? You know, I've, I've always wondered, man, I, you know, you've been, when you've been in church a long time, you see a lot of crazy things happen. I mean, we, I mean some of you can relate. I mean, you see the most jacked up people come into church. And sometimes you, I mean, you witness God do some miraculous things immediately for them. No, don't clap because I'm hating on them. Right? I mean, you see them jacked up, man. And you watch them come in next to next service. They come with a brand new car. Pastors having them testify about their new, their new job they got. Making $80,000 a year. Like, my goodness, come on. Right? We see it happen. We see God is capable. Can I hear an amen? God is capable. He's not limited in power. God is capable of, of the, the very thing that you've been praying about, the very thing that you've been asking God to do. Can I tell you something? God can do it. But the reality of it is, will he do it? And when will he do it? You see, the reality of it is, is that God is capable. God has a desire to move in our life. God has a desire to bless our life. God has a desire to watch us be fruitful and prosperous, watch our influence grow. God has a desire to use your very life. But can I tell you something? Sometimes we got to begin to trust the timing of the Lord. Because the Lord understands who we are and where we're at. You see, if God did exactly what you're praying for and asking for, can I tell you, some of you would probably backslide. If, man, I, just, I mean, if, if, if God did 
The very things that we, we cry, Lord, why don't you do this? Come on. Lord, I'm praying. You see my faith. Lord, I'm, I'm good enough. I know. Lord, I can do. Lord, help me here. Lord, move in this area. Lord, bless me here. Lord, I want to I be like that tree planted by the water. Lord, bless my life. Name it and claim it. Come on. You said it, Lord. Come on. If God did it, it'd probably cripple us. You know, me and my wife just went through a very, uh, a very difficult season in our pastoralship as of late. I love coming here because I can talk about it. I can't really talk about it in my church. Amen. We're live. Praise the Lord. Amen. Austin, Texas. Love y'all. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Go live. Amen. <laughs> Come on. That's right. You know, we, we, uh, <laughs> we're seeing a great move of God, but it doesn't come without its challenges and battles. I mean, you know, we want the blessing, but we don't want to fight for it, man. I mean, and, and so this, we, we just went through a very, very difficult season. It's probably one of the most difficult seasons we've ever had in our nine years of being a pastor. It really was. Um, and, you know, much of it stemmed, I'm going to be honest, much of it stemmed because, because people... People think they deserve something. People, people want something, but they don't recognize the cost and the weight of it. As a pastor, you got to understand something. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking on behalf of your pastor because I'm a pastor in my own church. And somebody needs to come preach this at my church. Amen. But let me, let me, let me just say this. Your pastors, your pastors, because there's several, your leaders more than you know, want to see you live a blessed life, man. More than you know, they want to see you operate in your God-given talent. More, more than you know, they probably want it more than you do. You, you have no idea how bad, as a pastor, I want to see the people in my church flourish and operate in their God-given talent, man. But here's the thing, is sometimes people don't recognize that they're just not ready for it. They don't recognize the weight of responsibility that comes with the title. They don't recognize the weight of the responsibility that although you may, you may think you could be a Bible study leader, can I tell you, it would cripple you. Well, Pastor, I think I can operate here and I can run this and, and, and give me this title and, and, and why them? I've been here longer. And, and, but you don't recognize that, that, that maybe your pastor sees something that you just don't. And because he loves you and he cares about your marriage, cares about your family, cares about your kids, is that he's really protecting you and saying little by little in due time, your, God's going to move on your behalf. And God's going to use your life. But man, do you got to trust? <laughs> if I get hit by one of these things, I'm just going to quit. Just... <laughs> you see, the Lord, the Lord's saying, listen, he's like, I I'm going to drive them out. I'm not going to, the Lord, the Lord tells him in verse 20, he says, I'm not going to drive them out in a single year. Because the land would become desolate 
and the wild animals would be too numerous for you. What the Bible was saying, what God was saying was, listen, you, you ain't grown enough yet. You, you guys are not numerous enough. If I, I, could, I, could, I could go in there and eliminate your enemies for you and you can come in, but guess what? You cannot take on that land. You know, there's something I learned about being in Texas. Is they love their land out there. It's the land of God. You ain't made it until you got your own piece of land. But here's the thing. When you get your own land, as most people don't recognize, it takes a lot to maintain that land. I mean, I see them out there, and I'm like, man, look at them acres. And then I see homeboy out there on a the lawnmower. I'm like, oh, dang. He's got to mow that whole, that's like a football field right there. I'm good. <laughs> man, I don't even know how to use a lawnmower. Amen. I've had concrete my whole life. What? We don't have lawns out here. It's a desert. We can't even water our lawn. Amen. That wasn't a shot, I promise. That wasn't a shot. But they didn't, they, if, if the Lord would have given them the land, they, they didn't have enough numbers to occupy the whole land. There's even accounts in the word of God when the, when the ten tribes, when they were scattered, that lions begin to eat some of those people because there wasn't enough people and the wild animals begin to like eat the people because they couldn't really defend themselves and so in all reality God was looking out for them you see you see sometimes we look at we look at God not answering our prayers. We look at God not using our gifts. We look at God really limiting our blessings or not really moving and, and answering the promises that he's given us immediately. And we, we look at it as if we're, we're, we're doing something wrong or we, we look at it as if God is overlooking me or we look at it as if the church doesn't value what I'm doing here. But the reality of it is, is that God is really, looking out for you that God is really protecting you that you're not grown enough yet that you're not prepared you're not ready you see God could have gone in there and destroyed all their enemies in one shot but the reality of it is is that God allowed their enemies to stay and 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 as the armies came in they they battled for what God had in store for them you see, sometimes our enemies are actually the very thing that are keeping us. See, sometimes the very things that you're frustrated with, the people that you're frustrated with, the struggles that you're dealing with, can I tell you something? Many times God allows that to stay there and be there to keep you. You know, when, when you know, at our church, we... Love our people, man. They, we got some really good people. But, but being a pastor, one thing I've learned is, man, not everybody likes you, man. Like, why not? I'm pretty cool. I'm all right. Like, man, you invite me over for dinner, I'm probably going to go. Amen. But one thing I realize is that even the enemies that are, in my own church, can I tell you something? They caused me to be better. Can I tell you something? I prepare even harder. You know what? I come even more ready on a Sunday because I know they're going to be there. 
That's right. And see, you see, many times we, we want to eliminate. We want God to come in and eliminate the very things that are trying, that are there, that, that are standing against us that we, we look at. And it's, well, so-and-so and, or the situation is against me. And I need God to really, if God will move this and I can really move and it'll be a blessing on my life. But we don't realize that many times it's the enemies in our life that are really building us and keeping us. You see, and the, the Lord understood this. The Lord understood that, that he, he had a purpose and a plan. He had deep desire to bless their life. But he also wanted them to recognize that they needed to trust in him. That he had them. You see, many times God hasn't done what he said he would do. Because you haven't learned what you're supposed to learn. You see, we know the story. They were, in the, they were in the wilderness, and, and these people were rebellious, man. God laid out the whole plan for them, and that yet they still continue to rebel. We saw uh, this, this, this message was spoken to Moses. Moses didn't, never even made it to the, the promised land. You know why? Because Moses failed. Moses failed to learn the meaning of the wilderness. He failed to learn what God was trying to teach them in the wilderness, to trust in him, to abide in him, to follow his commands. They failed. You see, sometimes meaning is more powerful than destiny. You see, sometimes the learning the meaning in what you're going through is more than the very plans and the promises that God has promised you. You see, many times we don't, we, we, we want to bypass our enemies. We want to bypass the very things that God has put in place to build us and strengthen us. He wants us to learn in those moments. But many times we're so focused on our destiny that we lose sight of the mean, meaning in those very moments. You see, our destiny, our destiny is something that God really chooses. But the meaning is something that you and I choose. You see, you choose to have meaning in the season that you're in right now. You know, I, I, every time I come back here, I, I reminisce about the years that we spent here. And every time we come back, I see, like, all of our teenagers having, like, more and more kids. Like, they're going to have to start putting name tags on these. I'm like, oh, is that your mom and daddy? Like, no, that's your mom and daddy. I'm like, oh, why does he look like you? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, I think about the years that, man, we spent here. And, uh, man, we really grew up here. You know, we, I, somebody asked me, so how long you, when did you start coming to this church? And, I believe I was 14 years old when our churches merged together. Pastor Omar has been my pastor since I was 14. And we got married in this church and started working with God, just with all these young, crazy kids, man. And, uh, you know, for a long time, for a long time, this is a conversation I've had with Pastor Omar already, so I can say this. But for a long time, you know, my wife and I, we never became pastors in this church. We didn't. 
And for a long time, if I'm honest, it kind of bothered me a little bit. I was like, really, Pastor Omar, you going to make them pastors? Come on. Like, dang. It's cold-blooded. Amen. But, you know, as I matured and got older, I started to recognize and realize, well, maybe my pastor was trying to teach me something. That you don't need a title to love and serve people. Lo and behold, if I, who knows what would have happened? We, we might have said, now, nah, you know what? We good right here. We ain't trying to go pioneer nowhere, especially San Pedro. Heck no. Like, I'm good. You see, we, we maybe, just maybe, if, if we would have gotten that, man, the whole course of, man, our, our lives could have completely changed. You see, in those moments, you got to recognize, you got to find the meaning in, in the seasons that you're in right now. You see, sometimes I, we, we get so caught up in, in God's plan and big purpose and destiny for our lives. And, and we almost, almost feel unfulfilled until we get there. And, and we fail to miss and find the meaning in the very moments that we're in right now. You see, can I tell you something? If you would just find the meaning where you're at right now, find what God is trying to do right now and, and work and operate, you're going to look up one day and recognize, my goodness, I'm actually doing what God said he was going to do. Find the meaning. You see, that, that, the, when you find the meaning in where you're at and what you're doing, can I tell you something? Leave the destiny and your purpose, leave that up to God. Just find what he's trying to do in you right now. Find what he's trying to teach you right now. I tell, I'm telling you this. If you will begin to do that, you're going to begin to look up and say, my goodness, I'm actually doing what God said he would do. My goodness, look at the promises. You're going to look up and look back and say, oh my goodness, look at the promises that have actually come to pass. But see, sometimes I feel like we're just not ready. And so God, God wants you to find the meaning where you're at. In the season you're in, even, even with, the, with the enemies that you're battling right now, find the meaning in that. Stay there. You see, so, much, so many times the issue is, the problem is, is that we live in a day where we, we really compare our blessings to other people's blessings. Come on. Right, you get a brand new car and then somebody else gets a better car. You're like, dang, my car's sorry now. <laughs> right? Your kid gets straight C's and you proud of him. Come on. <laughs> we say miles. C's get degrees. Come on. <laughs> right? And then somebody else's kid getting straight A's. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Amen. Why can't you get straight A's? Come on, man. See, part of the struggle is we live and we compare we compare, I heard this the other day, this isn't original, I heard this the other day, is one of the things we do is we, we tend to compare our, our harvest with one another. But we should never compare our harvest, we should only compare our hustle. That ain't mine, but it's mine tonight, amen. Quote that one, come on. And it's, it's, it's something that we fall into all the time. Is God blesses us, but then we compare it with somebody else's blessing, and it's just not good enough. Right? 
We, we're excited in the moment until we see God doing something with brother so-and-so, man. Just got saved. And look at Lord bless him all of a sudden. Right on the screen doing videos, man. Up there doing announcements. Come on. Right? But see, don't compare your harvest. Compare your hustle. Keep working. Keep working in the season that you're in. Find meaning in the battle, even the battles that you're facing. Can I tell you something? The Lord has them there for a reason. The Lord is trying to build you and strengthen you and increase your capacity, man, so that God can use your life, so that God can bless you, so you can be a blessing to others. But can I tell you, find the meaning in the moments and the seasons that you're in. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Listen, God, God's got great things in store for your life. He's got, he's got great desires to use you. Don't compare what God's doing in you right now and, and with what God's doing to somebody else. Can I tell you, just find, Lord, what are you doing in me right now? Lord, what, I know this is, a, this is a struggle, and I'm praying for deliverance over this. I'm praying that you would strengthen me, eliminate this enemy from my life. But the Lord said, man, I place that enemy right there to strengthen you, man, to keep you on your knees, to keep you on your game, to build you, to strengthen you. Come on. I believe that. I'm thankful for what God has, has done in our lives, man. And, and, I, and I can stand from a place that says, you know what? Man, it's easy to fall into the trap of losing sight in what God has you doing right now. And it's easy to, to look at, oh my God, man, we had a great service on Easter, man. Well, they had an even better service. Look at theirs. And now we all mad. Dang it. Right? Don't worry about what God's doing to somebody else. Listen, God's got a plan for your life. Come on. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.